Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together Bruce and I have written 32 cookbooks plus lots for celebrities that we can't talk about, but cookbooks on our own, including the first ever goat cookbook, Goat Meat Milk Cheese, and um, other big books like the Essential Air Fryer Cookbook. And today's episode is actually a little bit about air fryers, kind of, I guess. It's what's wrong with New Year's resolutions. Oh, God. Do you make them? Do you um, make the mark? No, point? I'm actually too old. I'm 59, <laughs> and I've decided I'm unrehabilitatable. And so <laughs> I don't actually make resolutions. Now, I, well, actually, I, when I say that now, there I have made a resolution in my head for this coming year. Um but it's it's so absurd. It's uh, honestly my resolution is that once a week let someone go in front of me. Honestly, that was honestly the resolution I made for this wow. year. So, but it's not dietary. Why would you do that? Because I want to be a better person, and so I think that so, if I let someone go in front of me once a week, it will make me a better person. But that's I, I, that's a moral question. We're talking about dietary. Resolutions. We're talking about food and eating resolutions. And number one We've reason got five, right? Yeah. Five the reasons. number one reason that they're wrong is because, one, they don't work. No, they do Just not. Just across the board, they don't work. And they don't work because people set their sights too high. Yep. Um, because people... Just go for things that are so out of touch with what reality is, of what they could do, of what fits into their life. They're not thought out well enough. And also they make a sudden break. And sudden breaks don't work. Because, because listen, you know, we are uh, creatures of habits. And we go back to our habits. And when you try to make a sudden break eventually, you know, you will slowly slink back into doing whatever it is you were doing before. We're talking about resolutions like, I'm going to give up sugar. I'm going to give up bread. I'm going to only eat three meals a day with no snacks. I'm going to give up something. I'm going to cut something out of my life totally. Or things you're going to add to your life, like I'm going to eat vegetables four times a day, or I'm going to go to the gym every day. They're unrealistic expectations. We live way out in rural New England. I don't go to the gym anymore. I have an exercise bike at our house, which I use. And um, but so I don't go to the gym anymore. But when we lived in Manhattan all those years, I made a little rule to myself that I didn't go to the gym when we belonged to a gym on the first three weeks after New Year's. I didn't. I couldn't stand it because there, too were, crowded. there were just too many people in there. And by about January 20th, it's all thinned back out again. And you know, I can go and get on a bike at the gym and it's all fine. Because the resolution breakers are gone. Right. Because, yeah, they've broken their resolutions. They're gone. Resolutions don't work. And um, I, did, I was just I just was getting my hair cut today, actually before we recorded this episode and the guy was cutting my hair said asked me what our latest book was and I said the essential air fryer book and he said oh I know all about air fryers because a lot of the people I work with are on diets and I thought (laughs) wait a minute what is an air fryer you know it took me a minute to figure out what what is he talking about and of course I thought oh of course people are using an air fryer as a diet tool and I'm sure there are a lot of air fryers coming out right now in resolution time well because they cook super crispy food without a lot of oil so if you tend to eat with a lot of oil and tend to fry a lot of things, mm, they're a good resolution for you to as a way to help cut down on the fried stuff. Um, but the question is, will you keep using it? A good resolution for the for the air fryer would be to get one and use it once in a while, to try and right. make more things in it. Right. Not that you're going to cook everything in it. So right. um, we're going to go to rule number two, which comes right off of 
how to get over the fact that resolutions don't work. Well. And this is going to have us talk about four different resolution changes that you can make. And we're talking about changing what a resolution is. And our first one is that you can make a better resolution by, here's an easy one, cut down slightly on the amount of meat you buy. This is a very easy resolution to make for the new year. For example, if you always go into the to the store and you always buy, I don't know, I'm making this up. You always buy a one pound chuck roast for you and your husband, spouse, lover, friend, whoever. A one pound chuck roast? So from now on, buy a 14 ounce chuck roast or a 13 ounce chuck roast. Just cut down slightly on the amount of meat you buy. Because most people are going to say, well, my resolution is no more meat. Yeah, oh, no, or no, 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 I'm no, eating meat no, no, only no, once no, a month. No, no, you'll, never that you'll never do it. But as Mark says, if you cut it down, so you go to buy chicken breasts and yeah. ribs and hamburger for dinner during the week for your family. And rather than buying I it... I want to live in your family. And rather than buying it for seven meals, buy meat for six meals or five meals. Right. So that you know that one of those meals, you're going to do something now, else. I do think that this, this idea of make better resolutions by slightly cutting the amount of meat you buy, it probably doesn't work if you have teenage boys in your house. Probably. Now, there are a lot of vegan and vegetarian teenage boys out there. But a lot of teenage boys, of course, eat copious amounts of meat. Um, and that's a different matter. But, you know, for yourself, I just find that it works better. And I've been kind of consciously practicing this over the last year. It used to be that I would go in and if I bought fish at a fish counter for Bruce and me, I would buy, I don't know, you know, two two pounds of fish fillets for the two of us, you know, I'd buy a ton of fish. And I find that if I just slightly pull it back and buy, oh, a pound and a quarter of fish for the two of us, it's so much better on our health, our appetites, uh, our waistlines, everything. Yeah, same thing with steaks. My yeah. go-to was always I wanted a one-pound steak, and I would get us two of them. <laughs> now we can get... A one and a quarter pound steak and share it exactly. without any problem. Exactly. And I think that that helps the planet. It helps you. It helps your waistline, et cetera. Okay. Third tip, and this is, again, a way to make a better resolution. You just make sure you're eating more vegetables. Don't go crazy. Don't say that, oh, my God, I've got to eat, you know, six pounds of vegetables every day. <laughs> <laughs> that I've got to have five vegetarian meals every week if you're not a vegetarian. But how about this? Just up the amount. If you decrease slightly the amount of meat you buy, just up slightly the amount of vegetables you buy. Buy a pound and a quarter of broccoli florets. So just think about it this way. When you go to put food on your plate, make sure that the same amount of vegetables are on your plate as meat. Yeah. So that if you're someone who's never done vegetables, that's a lot. If you're someone who already does that, well, then make then put a little more. So there's a little more vegetables on your yeah. plate than there is meat. It, and remember, lots of things count as vegetables. Um, chickpeas, beans. Yeah. Hummus counts as a vegetable. It really does. With a lot of oil, but it does and count as And I can easily put hummus on the side of a grilled chicken breast, and that's a delicious, I got fiber, I got some real good stuff it's going true. on with that. Um, beans, all all of that stuff just up it just slightly the amount that you take in and if you down your meat and up your vegetables just slightly listen you don't have to go crazy don't save the world if but it, and don't set bit, yourself up to fail right. by saying i'm going to eat only vegetables from now no, on that's not going to work not okay work. so our our why resolutions don't work uh, or what's wrong with new year's resolutions is one they don't work two they need to be made better by buying slightly less meat and three buying slightly more vegetables and then four is treat yourself yeah and that's really important 
um, because no matter how well you do at cutting this down or adding more back yeah. on, at some moments you're going to feel deprived. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, this year I did a cut down that wasn't a New Year's thing, but I decided to reduce the amount of drinking. I was going to ask you if we could even talk yeah. about this. But I okay. just decided based on some blood work and, you know, my body chemistry, I was going to cut down my drinking a bit. Yeah. And so I did. I cut it down a lot. I didn't get rid of it. But one of the things my doctor said as I left the office that day when I said, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. He said, don't punish yourself. That, look, I'm not dying. And having a drink is not going to kill me. I mean, some people it might if your liver's completely yeah, well, destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, if, we're talking about New Year's resolutions for healthy, yeah. normally healthy. So as long as you're normally healthy and you're cutting down for your overall health, Every now and then, you can have a chocolate-covered cherry. You can have a scoop of ice cream, and you can have a drink. It's not going to kill you. You must treat yourself occasionally. Yeah, you have to. And, um, in fact, if there's a there's a reward mechanism that's set up that if you are used to having dessert every night, let's say you're used to having ice cream every night after dinner, you keep ice cream in the house, you're used to having it every night after dinner, if you just cut it out, you're going to feel the loss. And you're going to feel the loss because of habitual behavior mm-hmm. and because of a, a stimulus-reward system that you've set up in yourself. I'm not saying that you're addicted to ice cream. I'm just saying that you're going to feel that loss. And so what you need to do is back off. Just say, for example, I'm still going to have ice cream. I'm just going to have a dip or I'm not going to, you know, eat it out of the cart and I'm going to make sure that I put it in a bowl so that I see how much I'm eating. That still allows you to treat yourself. Or, you know, if you're like Bruce, if you decided to, to cut back on the amount you drink, then and then go for it on, I don't know, Friday night. Have a really nice bottle of wine. Go to the wine store. Buy yourself a nice bottle of wine. Have a really nice bottle of wine to drink. drink. Yes, it's really important to know that no matter how well you're doing with the resolutions you do make, it is okay to still treat yourself. Okay, so and the fifth thing that's wrong with resolutions and how to make a better resolution in this case is cut down slightly on the amount of processed food you eat. About, uh, what, Four or five years ago, we wrote a book called Real Food Has Curves that's still out there. That's, mm-hmm. uh, There's even an audio book about it. There is. It's an eight-step kind of common sense plan to cutting down the processed food in your life. We called it Real Food it Doesn't. Real Food Has Curves because processed food comes in boxes with right angles. And uh, <laughs> we were trying to say that, you know, real foods, there's no right angles in nature. And so real food has curves just like real people have curves. And um, the point of this was just try it at the eight common sense steps to try to cut down the, um, the amount of processed food in your life. But this is a this is a kicker. And you should consider this. You consider just cut down slightly on the amount of processed food, right? Well, yeah, because once again, a lot of people's resolutions are going to be, I'm not eating any processed oh, food. God, That's ridiculous. Me. You're no, never no. going to do that. No, no. You're not going to do that. No. We said in a previous podcast that for holiday cooking, you can go to a bakery, right, to help yourself leave, relieve stress and not make your own rolls. Well, think about going to the bakery for breads rather than getting super processed breads in the supermarket. Right. That's one way having a real baguette made with real flour without all sorts of other additives is a great way to begin to eat less processed food. Right. It's just a very simple step. Or if you're used to eating a very processed sugar as you run, a sugared cereal as you run out the door for breakfast, just 
stop and buy a slightly better cereal, a whole grain cereal, a cereal that's not quite as high on its sugar and processed load. I mean, yes, ideally, of course, we'd all say, oh my God, have oatmeal or whatever in the morning, but you know what, that's not always reasonable. So just cut down slightly on the amount of processed food you eat. Even a slight decrease in processed food will have remarkable effects on you. Well, think about having a banana one morning a week instead of sugared cereal. Right. Have a banana with some peanut butter. That's that is a Bruce fabulous is breakfast. That because that's my go-to breakfast is a tablespoon of peanut butter and a banana. <laughs> it's a fabulous breakfast. It's not processed. Um, well, because it, we buy natural peanut butter. And that's another thing. We switched over from what I had been used to my whole life. I'm the big peanut butter consumer, I think. And I, I, we had been buying the processed peanut butter that I was used to. And we switched over to a natural brand without added sugar and without added fat, right? And so... It, that alone made a huge difference in what we what we consume in terms of processed food. It did. And that was just a very simple little thing. And if you just made a couple little resolutions like that, like, for example, I'm just going to buy natural peanut butter from now on, or I'm going to buy low sugar preserves, or I'm going to buy a whole wheat cereal, or as Bruce said, I'm going to buy a baguette. And here's a flour. good one, too. I'm going to buy uncured bacon. Now, there look, I'm not saying you have to give up bacon, but buy the uncured kind, buy uncured salamis. It's just one less chemical that you're bringing into your house and into your body in the food you eat. And if you just ch- chose two of those, let's say uncured bacon and natural peanut butter, you would have significantly reduced your processed food footprint. And that would be a really good resolution that you could keep because it's really easy to keep that resolution instead of just throwing all processed food at your life. Okay, so we said we're going to do the five things that are wrong with New Year's resolutions. Yep. So we review them. One, they don't work. Yep. We know that. We talked about why. Two, you can make better resolutions like cutting down the amount of meat you buy or making sure that vegetables cover at least half your plate. And what was the fourth one? Treat yourself well. Make sure that you treat yourself actually well in terms of what you eat and give yourself the best you can comfortably afford. And finally, the fifth one is just cut down slightly on the amount of processed food you can eat and just to, that you eat. And just as a shameless plug, let me just say again, we wrote this book, Real Food Has Curves. It's got kind of a common sense approach to cutting down the um, processed food in your life. I Step one of that book I still love is uh, called Eat a Peach. And it means go buy a peach and eat it and try to taste it for being a real peach and it's kind of this whole exercise in learning what real food tastes like after you've been on processed food for a while if you have any other resolutions that you think will work and are helpful or easy ways to make food changes in your life let us know we'd love to hear what you think and what you're doing you could write us through our website bruceandmark.com um, you could find us on facebook and you can message us there Or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you do your social media. There we are. So reach out to us. And if you'd like to see actual cooking videos, check out our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, the same name as this podcast, in which you can see all kinds of Instant Pot and air fryer recipes being made in real time with the ingredients and all given straight on the screen. So subscribe to this podcast. Give us a five-star rating if you can. It really does help in the social media world. And otherwise, we will see you back next time on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.